We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Kimber Peterson. Hello, and welcome to Smarter Parenting. Today, we are talking with Amanda Neely, who is a professional parent, and she has been working on applying these core principles of Smarter Parenting for years and years. Amanda has incredible experience, and so I'm so excited to have her on the podcast because she is going to be able to explain to you how she uses the model with the kids that she professionally parents in her job, and she'll explain a little bit of that with her own children and with other parenting experiences she's been exposed to. So we're excited to have you on, Amanda. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your job? And and in talking about this, we're going to use a couple of phrases that I want you guys to be aware of. Um, One is that Amanda is a professional parent. So she, she uses all of these principles in a professional setting where kids come to boarding school and stay with her in her home. And she is their primary caregiver for the time that they're with her. And in that, she needs to apply some of these science and evidence-based principles that she's learned. We use the teaching family model in our science-based programs. And so that is often referred to as the model um, or the teaching family model. And this is what builds up the skills and the principles that we teach on our Smarter Parenting website. So Amanda, why don't you tell us a little bit about your job? Yes. So I, like Kimber said, I work at a therapeutic boarding school. And I'm a professional parent, so we can have up to 10 teenagers with us, and our average length of stay is about a year to 18 months. These teenagers usually are struggling with some form of mental health, maybe depression, maybe just having a tough time going to school. Anxiety is a really common one, Um, and they come to us to reset and to learn these skills and then be able to return to their families or in depending on their age, got into the world um, and do so more successfully than they have been before coming to us. That's great. They get a lot of support while they're with you. They work on school things in, a, in an academic setting, but also on a lot of things at home, right? Right. So they have quite the team while they're with us. They have a therapist, they have my husband and I, and then they have the school support as well. So it's a comprehensive program and it is incredible the amount of change that can happen in this program. They do spend the majority of their time with us. So we have a party going on about 24 seven, it feels like, um, because 10 teenagers is a lot of teenagers. (laughs) The amount of groceries we need to buy. I can only imagine. (laughs) One point we were going through 12 gallons of milk a week. We needed to invest in a dairy. We were going to have a national shortage. So that is just trying to explain to people the the amount of people that 10 teenagers is, is challenging. Once you come and see it, you're like, oh, I I can understand kind of how this works. But trying to conceptualize it, you're like, so how does this all happen, I guess? you run quite the household. So you've got your 10 teenagers professionally, but you've got, you know, a dozen hats that you wear and you're a mom too, right? Yes. So we have 10 teenagers that we are professionally working with. And then we are also working on getting guardianship of my three siblings who are also teenagers. And then we also have a three-year-old who thinks he's a teenager as well. Naturally. Why wouldn't he? (laughs) Yes. So we are up to 14 children in our home at any given time. (laughs) 
that takes quite the skill set. So let's let's hear a little bit about your skills that you've learned and about the things that have made that possible for you. Yeah, so we originally found um, the teaching family model and professional parenting about um, three years ago. And we were at that time just looking for a something that we could do for a gap year because my husband was going to attend medical school and we had a gap year. And um, we had just had a baby. And so we were trying to figure that out and everything kind of felt pretty overwhelming. Um, My background, I was in foster care growing up and then I lived with my grandparents. And so parenting and this idea of how to effectively care for a child is a very mixed thing for me. And so we saw this job listing that was about learning how to teach children and to help them succeed. And we were really intrigued by it. And so we ended up applying and getting the position and we worked with little kids at that time. Um, And the, the number one thing that became apparent to me and is still apparent is that calm parenting will change the world and the ability to react to what is going on with your child in a gentle and calm and safe way is the biggest gift that you could ever give to them. I think that's probably why I love the the teaching family model so much is because it gives me the tools to remain calm. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful for my kids, all of them, that I see them developing skills and changing and becoming these really effective little people, but it also has changed me and it changes my ability to react to situations, whether it's with my kids or whether if it's with coworkers or a teller at the bank when I'm mad, you know, I have these skills that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and something that you can take and relate and apply to so many different settings. So if you're new to Smarter Parenting, our skills are broken down to give you kind of that preparation and that tool that you need in order to know how to respond before situations arise. And that can be in a variety of contexts. It can be Um, you know, how to manage uh, when a child's having an inappropriate behavior or how to manage when a child is having a great behavior. And that's one that we don't often think about, but there's all of these different tools that kind of come together and build up this full teaching model of parenting and make it so that you can have a lot more confidence with what you're doing. Yeah, I think that a lot of the time people ask me, like, how do you do this? Like, you have so many moving parts, have so many different kids and they all present with different things at any given moment. And that is all I always tell them is I have a roadmap. I know what I'm going to do if I have a behavior that needs to be corrected, or if I have a behavior that I want to see more of, I know what I'm going to do. I don't have to question in that moment, how am I going to handle this? Because I practice this model. I have something that just says, this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. And it keeps me calm. It keeps me confident. And it helps my kids feel safe. That's awesome. Thank you. And what's interesting about your story as you were talking about it is I noticed your parenting with each of the kids that you talk about starts in a different point. You've got your son who you've been mom to his whole life. You have your siblings uh, who have had different roles with you throughout the course of their life. And that relationship has kind of evolved and changed. And then you've got your, your kids that you work with in a professional setting Um, where they come in and they live with you at, you know, the midpoint of their childhood and are just kind of plopped from all these different backgrounds and all of these different stories. And and they start off not knowing or not having the same history with you. 
and kind of get into the flow of your parenting style and, and how you work with them. Does that feel different with each kid that you're working with? It does feel different as in each kid is unique. And so meeting them where they're at is going to be different, but it also goes back to having that roadmap. I know how to build a relationship with a kid and it's really awesome to be able to build a relationship with a kid by pointing out all the wonderful things that they do. Mm-hmm. And I think about my own childhood and if that had been the approach for me, if somebody had wanted to form a, a parent had wanted to form a relationship with me by saying, Hey, you did so awesome of following instructions. When I asked you to go and do that, it's important that we do this because that builds trust so that you get more opportunities in the future. I would have felt awesome about myself. Mm-hmm. And I can see in each different kid who I work with, I can see their eyes light up when I point out something that they did well. Mm-hmm. And my three-year-old, obviously it's a lot more jumping and we're excited. <laughs> and when it's a 17-year-old who thinks they're too cool for me, it looks a little different. Mm-hmm. But me continuing to put in that effort and to teach them the positive things that they're doing is transformative. Oh, great. Let's hear an example or a story, something that you've experienced with one of the kids that you've parented. Yeah. So I have a 17 year old brother and he has lived with me for a little bit over a year. And he is trying to figure out his place in the world and trying to figure out what he's interested in and trying to do that through taking different classes in high school. And one of the classes that he has taken before he came to live with us and then chose again is um, peer tutoring. So where a student is paired with a student with a disability so that they can offer support, usually like in the classroom, helping them complete work while the teacher is um, instructing. And Michael, my brother, Michael, he had struggled with this position before because he tends to struggle with having patience for others. And so I was a little bit surprised when he chose it again, um, but he did. And then I had followed up with him and I was like, Hey, Michael, how's it going? Like, are you enjoying peer tutoring? And he is like, Amanda, I have enjoyed this more than I ever have. And I was like, why, why do you think that is? And he's like, I think it's because of your job. Like I know what to do when the kid won't listen to me and I know how to get them to listen. And he was applying these principles of the teaching family model in a completely different setting and in a way that was bringing him joy and being able to see him feel confident in completing a role that he had because of how I had parented was so fulfilling and was so impactful to him and to me. And that continues all the time. I see him um, interacting with peers or with his um, peer tutoring and he always leads with empathy, which is actually a huge thing for him to hear a 17 year old boy say, Hey, I understand you're frustrated. Let's try it this way in a calm way to whatever person he's interacting with is incredible. And it's unheard of. of. Like when is the last time you heard a 17 year old say any full sentence, honestly, (laughs) I'm kidding. It is so cool to see how he has confidence in himself because of my confidence in parenting. Yeah, I love that. That really, it, it perpetuates it. It makes it so that he has this confidence right now. And then in the future, he, he gains these skills. He's learning it from you and he's able to perpetuate it as well to the other people that are in his life and his world. Yeah, That's great. 
So with him, um, it might be a little bit different than working with your three-year-old. You talked about that before and how your approach and your style and those kinds of things. Toddlerhood is historically challenging for parents and confusing and overwhelming. And I'm sure that the skills that you have don't completely eliminate that, but do they help with it? They do. And it is so interesting because before I had a baby and became a parent of a baby and toddler, I really thought I was a baby person and I am not a baby person. It turns out <laughs> way rather give me the toughest teenager on earth. And I would way rather interact with them than try to figure out toddlers because they are so challenging with just a lot of emotions and, and reasoning is not their forte, right? Cause they're not old enough and their brains don't do that yet. And that's okay, but it can be challenging for me. And so I have hard days sometimes where I'm like, why am I doing anything that I'm doing? But I always come back to, I am so grateful that I know how to parent in this way because our lives are so much easier because of it. I know that when my toddler's doing great, if I point that out to him, he's going to do greater, right? And I know that if there's something that is not going well, I can correct it and he can learn. It's so funny because my toddler, Jack, he has been around the teaching family model for basically as long as he's been a person. He was mm-hmm. eight months old when we started professional parenting and he has internalized all of these things. And so a lot of the things that I do with him to help him calm down or to help him learn, he will in turn do to me. So a lot of the time, what that looks like for us is um, if he's doing something great, we'll praise him. And if he's doing something that we want to see differently, we say, hey, let's try that again. And so a lot of the times he'll walk up to me and he'll be like, "Um, mom, I appreciate what you're doing, but we need to try that again. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) but he's internalized it so much that he can identify that he can try it again. You know, it's not the end. It, he can learn, he can grow and that others can learn and grow. And we see it all the time. He'll walk up to the, the kids in the house and he thinks he is the ruler of them all. And it's hilarious <laughs> and talking to a six, four, 17 year old. And he's like, um, excuse me, we need to try that again. Confidence. <laughs> I'm not sure where it's coming from. Oh, it's wild how young they can pick up on these things when you're doing it on such a regular basis. And I've got toddlers too. I've, I've talked a lot about them over the years in the podcast. And um, my background is, is similar to Amanda's and that I was a professional parent. And that's how I first learned some of these skills and things as well. Uh, but it's pretty incredible the way that kids can adapt and they can learn. Sometimes when I'm coaching a parent, though, they feel like well, my child is already 12 or my child is already 15. They can't, how do I start with this? How do I change this? Cause I'm already 12 or 15 years into the process of, of different parenting style and it's not working. And I don't know how to make that change. What would you say to those families that feel like it's too late? I would say I understand and it can feel daunting. However, I think that it is absolutely never too late. We have kids who come to us and I mean, my own family, my siblings, right? My brother is 17 um, and we have kids who come to us when they're 16, 17. We have one that came to us like three months before they turned 18. And there comes a point with every kid that I professional parent that I see this switch in them 
And I see them being able to internalize what is going on. And I see it when the way that they talk to my toddler and they tell him, hey, I know you're having fun, but please stop jumping on my face. And if he doesn't stop, then they do a little kind of redo with him. And they're like, okay, Jack, this is what we need to do. When somebody asks you to stop, we need to stop. This is what it looks like when I stop. That'll show me when you stop. And I see these 17 year olds doing this. And I'm like, this is mind blowing. This is mind blowing that you can approach this situation in a calm way and have internalized this. And you're 17, your whole life has not been this mm-hmm. but in six months or three months, however long they've been there. I can see you make this change. And I think it really comes back to um, the willingness of the parent. There are going to be hard times and our I mean, we get teenagers who absolutely do not want to be with us and who absolutely do not want to be taught to, but we stick with it because we know how important it is and we've seen how much it can help somebody and that dedication influences them. And they start using it, using this mode of communication, this mode of teaching with everyone, with Mm -hmm. their parents, with their siblings, with their therapist and We've seen it time and time again. Right now we have a 16-year-old and he's awesome. He really is. He is our first international student and he has had a pretty varied background and he's experienced a lot in his life. And he tends to struggle with um, kind of just boiling over. And I was a little bit worried at first because I was like, a toddler is kind of the definition of helping you boil over. (laughs) And Jack loves him and is always by him. And I'm like, why Jack? Like why this kid that <laughs> feel overwhelmed easily? Why is that the one that you chose that you need to be best friends with? And I've seen this kid over the last three or four months, really be able to set boundaries calmly with Jack, with our toddler, and then be able to teach, teach him. So we'll be in the car and this kid will be sitting next to our toddler and our toddler will be like smacking him in the face because that's what a toddler does. And he'll calmly say, I need you to please stop. And then when he doesn't, they go over how it, that situation could have occurred. Mm-hmm. And that is massive for a 16-year-old that is not wanting to interact with the toddler, right? Mm-hmm. That ability to be calm, that ability to talk about feelings, that has all happened in the last six months. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen different quotes before about like, if you put your mind to something, you're going to see change in six months to a year. And I think that a lot of the time when we see those kinds of things, we're like, well, yeah, like with an exercise regimen or with like your finances. But I per- personally had never thought about that with parenting. And I, having professionally parented and all of my other parenting adventures, <laughs> I have seen how six months of dedicated, time can really transform a kid and can really transform a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. The family is a unit because so many of these skills that you learn and that you apply are not necessarily about changing the child. It's about changing you and your approach. And in turn, that changes the environment and the dynamics of your family. And it, it teaches your child and, and they start to respond and mirror what you're doing. But so much of this is about you. And so you can choose to start this parenting approach really at any time, um, whenever you feel like you can commit into it or even just get started with pieces of it. And then and then in turn, the other changes come naturally. Right. 
that just so much about you being able to feel confident in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What the teaching family model really provides is whatever the situation, you know how you're going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why even given hard days or challenging situations with kids, every time I would choose to have these experiences over and over because it's allowed me to be the parent that I want to be and to be calm and kind and to react in a way that makes my kids feel safe. And I don't do it every time, obviously. Like there are times that I have to apologize because I get a little bit sassy. (laughs) We had, we had, so we've had this kid in our home for a little bit over a year and a half and we were doing an activity and the kids were talking about different skills that they had had. And she started pointing out, she's like, Amanda, you did such a great job with using is sassy. Um, it's important that we're sassy because it adds flavor to life. And then another kid came up and was like, actually, you can't tell Amanda that she's done well with that because she's already mastered that skill. And <laughs> you're roasting me alive here. <laughs> but the point is I'm not perfect and I make mistakes, but my, I think the mistakes I make are fewer because of my ability to have a plan mm-hmm. and follow this model. Mm-hmm. Well, great. So for kind of a final takeaway, you've talked about so much of the confidence that you've gained and the way that it's impacted your life and the lives of the kids that you parent. What would be your biggest takeaway or last um, takeaway for listeners to this podcast? I think sometimes it can feel overwhelming to know where to start. And something that I have noticed while working with parents and the parents of the teenagers that that live in our house is sometimes they're like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, there's so much. We've been through so much as a family. Where could I start? And what I have been telling them recently is to start with explaining a why. So a lot of the times as parents, we need our kids to do stuff. And that's awesome. And I love having a bunch of kids in my house so that they can do stuff for me. (laughs) But explaining the why to them makes them feel so empowered. And it's one of those little steps that we can do as parents that's going to cut down on power struggles. So if I need a kid to put away the groceries, I can say, hey, can you please put away the groceries? Because that ice cream is going to melt and then you can't have it later. Mm-hmm. And it's this little extra step that I can include in my communication with whatever age of child I'm working with that will help them understand why what we're doing is important. And I feel like that's empowering to the kid because they feel like they have a responsibility they can fulfill and they have a part in it. And it's important to the parent because you're getting a lot less backtalk, a lot less um, arguing in your home if they understand the purpose behind what you're asking. Mm-hmm. So I think moving away from because I said so and moving towards explaining why you're asking them to do things can be a really great place to start. Oh, that's great. Thank you. That's such a good, that's such a good starting point or little piece that you can start adding in. And I like that you can just kind of take one step to add it into your parenting and in a variety of different ways. So if you're a listener, you can go to smarterparenting.com. And click on our skills and you can go through the skills and watch some of the videos that they present. And there's steps that break down each of the skills so that you know how to respond. So once you've selected one, look at those steps and about midway through of most of our skills, you're going to find a rationale or a meaningful reason why. And that's what Amanda is talking about here, adding in a simple 
um, meaningful reason why they need to do what they're doing or why there is a change in their behavior or why, you know, whatever, whatever the conversation um, might need, but giving them a little bit of that rationale or that reason. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Amanda. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you've been great to have on the podcast and we look forward to having other guests come on. For now, if you're a listener, you're welcome to reach out to us and ask questions on our Instagram. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Smarter Parenting. Have a great day.